<sighs> Potty number 15. G'day, listeners. My name's Chad. Blue Collar Perspective. Working man's opinion. What's going on in the world? Something a bit different today. Got two um, topics I want to discuss. See if you can guess this theme from 1980s Australia. Growing up as a kid, I don't know why it's been stuck in my head today, but it just has. Here we go. See if you... Um, can recognise this tune. Chris Conroy's wonderful world of boats. Hi, welcome aboard. You know, you often see boats like this around marinas, and unless you really... I played the wrong one. We'll go back. Ah, <clears throat> oh, how good was that? I gave it to you at start, so you probably knew. If you remember growing up as a kid, uh, wonderful world of boats. I think it was on on Saturdays. Not that I was ever really into boats. I've got a tinny that I don't use. I'll go fishing, but um, too much. But it used to be a good show. I just like that theme music. It used to get you pumped. Sometimes, yeah, you come running in and look at the, the boats and that that you were probably never going to have. Unless you win Lotto. Speaking of which, winning Lotto. That's my first topic. It's a hot topic. Everybody talks about it. Everybody likes to win it. What they would do with the money. Uh, what would you do if you won Lotto? Well, I'm in a syndicate at work. And we often talk about this. And it pisses me off when people say, I'd still fucking work. You're an imbecile. If you won 40, 50, 20, 10, even a million bucks. If I won a million bucks, I ain't fucking working. I'm going to fill my time with things like playing shit golf. Obviously, the first thing I'm going to do is um, not tell anyone, but I'm going to play golf. I would dead set travel, certainly around Australia. I'm not, not that you can travel overseas at the moment. I would be fishing a lot, do some renovations at home, certainly buy a holiday house, probably up in Hawk's Nest. Somewhere. Yes, uh, you know, a million dollars I could retire. Uh, yeah, pay off the mortgage. Have heaps left over. Look after, obviously, your immediate family. They wouldn't have to struggle. Uh, wonderful world of boats. Would I buy a bigger boat? Not sure. Anyhow, while we're reminiscing... My sister sent me something during the week, more of a another more of an 80s thing that we used to watch when we were kids. Um, Albie Mangles, that South African-born guy that used to travel around the world. Oh, what about the lovely young ladies that used to 
frequent his excursions. I think that's why my dad used to watch it. More so than the scenery. A la the obvious scenery, of course. But yeah, he used to get up to some wonderful, weird and wonderful things. I'm pretty sure he's South African born. And yeah, in those tight shorts. Albie, what were you thinking? But, yeah, his um, lady friends. Whew. Anyhow, enough about the lotto. What would you do if you won lotto? All my, you know, my magnificent audience of... Um, I won't mention the numbers. It's, it's, it's enormous. Um, what would you do with the money if you won lotto? Um, those are some of the things in that that I do, but I can guarantee I wouldn't be working and I definitely wouldn't be telling anyone other than immediate family and close friends. They'd probably find out that they might get a nice little healthy check in the mail and they'd be wondering where it came from. Yeah. So if you got my number, feel free to text me on 044 with what you would... Um, like to do with the money if you won lotto. My next topic, oh, before I start on the next topic, I said there was gonna be two exciting things. I know it's a blue collar perspective and it's a worker man's opinion of things, um, but I've gone with something different. Obviously the lotto, got that one out of the way. Um, but the other one is, I'm just gonna to come to it in a minute. I'm just gonna remind people that the Bulldogs had their second victory on the weekend in atrocious conditions here in Newcastle. We beat the Knights. <laughs> yes, we beat the Knights. Can you believe that? Our second victory. Ah, good old Knights. Here we go. It's the start of the choke. You play Melbourne this week. There's another loss. My boss follows the Knights. We've won one in a row. That's one in a row, boys. Twice this year. Right, more serious things. Now, this is another hot topic we often talk about. I reckon it's a great discussion. I'm going to go, yeah, it's just, don't put a cap on it, but have a think about it if you're listening and maybe text me on that previous number that I said before, 04449. Um, yeah, feel free to text me what your suggestions were in regards to the lotto. Um, and what have I got? That's right. Famous, if you could have dinner, and across, it doesn't matter if they're dead, alive, doesn't matter how, what part of history they come from. I'm gonna suggest, I'm gonna say 10, but I've actually written down 11. So if you had a dinner party, who would you invite? And you could have, well, it might only be five people, it might be 10, might be, might be 20, well, whatever. Anyhow, you're gonna have, um, I'm going to work off 10. I'm going to, I'm going to work backwards to my number one. Number one's pretty good. But yeah, I've got a, got some um, interesting characters in here. The first couple are kind of number 10 and 11, but look, um, into science, bit of the nerdy stuff, knowing about the universe and reading, you know, books and stuff like that. 
Oh, so I'm going to definitely go with Stephen King. I definitely invite him for his imagination and his stories. I've read a few of his books, The Stand, Langley's, and what's the other one, The Cell. Um, and Stand's probably one of my favourite books. Um, I've said before, I started reading a few years ago again, and it's um, it's awesome. <coughs> uh, excuse me. And the other Stephen, another one. It's funny, Stephen King, and then this other guy's name is Stephen Hawking. Well, I remember that guy that's got the, in the wheelchair, that really intelligent man that, that passed away uh, a few years ago now. <clears throat> Read um, A Brief History of Time too by him, and he opens up about you know, certain things, simplifies things about the universe and stuff like that. I'd like to pick his mind and be interesting character to, to have at the dinner table talking about science, all things science and history and the universe and all that sort of weird stuff that we don't really know too much about. But again, you know, speculation and all that sort of stuff, science. Sipping my coffee. For performance by wise, um, I'm going with um, as a show the ultimate showman and performer. You got to say Freddie Mercury is at your dinner table somewhere. Like I said, it doesn't matter if they're dead or alive. What part of history they come from? Just imagine sitting down, having dinner with with these people. Uh, Freddie Mercury. What what doesn't he bring to the table? Energy, showmanship, performer. He probably get a get a song or two. Surely. Probably get up and dance or do something um, for all those bohemians out there. Yeah, so Freddie, Freddie Mercury is definitely on my list. Um, for Per Factor is um, well, probably not very well known. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of Fear the Walking Dead. And there's a Mexican or Spanish actress on there. Her name is Danae. And um, yeah, just for her sexy accent and um the fact that she she's very attractive obviously yeah like i said i'm not, not sure if she's from spain or, or mexico but that um when when she speaks in her native tongue and even when she's speaking english as well just the accent her she's the dark hair the dark eyes <sighs> thinking about it hmm. uh the other one um Definitely, you, you've got to invite Thor, surely, for his hammer and um, tell all these stories about um, what's going on in Asgard. And, you know, who, who doesn't love Mjolnir, the hammer? You know, Thor, he could probably drink you under the table with the mead that, that he was drinking. Maybe try, I'd love to have a crack at that, to try that. I'm not a big, big drinker, but I'd love to have a go at the mead. They reckon it's fairly strong. Anyone's had it, had it, and um, you know Thor. Yeah, you know, he's an Aussie bloke as well. Chris, up there in Byron Bay, mate. Yeah, feel free to pop down and say hello anytime you like, mate. And um, don't forget to bring your wife. Number six. Um, I'm well. Like I said, I'm working back, so I've gone like 10, 11, 9, 8, 7. Now six is. I'm going to throw in a category here. It's, it's like any imbecilic politician. Or dictator, i.e. Hitler. That has thought it sensible to send their young men and women off to war and fight in a some sort of holy, you know, dictatorship cause. And just so I could punch them in the face 
And my number one guest would feel the need to absolutely take the piss out of them. Like I said, that would be the, for the only reason. They would be the people you picked on and rubbed shit into and you know, Thor could whack them with, their ham, with his hammer. And um, certainly my number one guest, which I'm not going to reveal just yet, would be able to take the piss out of them something chronic. Number five. Now, I've been watching this show on Netflix, uh, um, Cursed. Got me thinking, Merlin. How good would it be to sit down and have a beer with Merlin? Bit of an alcoholic, apparently. And, you know, he could, with his staff, he could, you know, talk about his magic spells and how many ever thousands of years old he is. And um, tell you what he did. And um, got up to, and, and, and she could show you some magic tricks. Who doesn't love a magic trick? Maybe he could turn into an owl or something and fly around the table and shit on um, Adolf Hitler and, and those other fuckwit politicians that thinks it's a good idea to send their young men and women off to war to fight in their, in their cause. Number four and number three, it kind of... Oh, well, hang on. I'll go with massive cricket fan. So I might leave those two in the next one. The next one is a lady by the name of Sinead O'Connor. Basically, if you don't know who Sinead O'Connor is, she's an Irish singer. Um, and she sings an awesome version of The Foggy Dew. Um, if you get a chance to listen to it, and like I said, I've made no bones about it. I'm proud of my Irish heritage. And... Um, and that makes me, my my blood boil when I hear, like in a good way, and the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. They're a bit like the last post and and whatnot uh, when I hear the Foggy Dew and the way Sinead sings it. And basically because Sinead absolutely, if you've ever, do yourself a favour, Google Sinead O'Connor ragging on the Catholic Church. I think it was Michael Parkinson interview she did a long, long time ago where she ripped into the Catholic Church in the English for a whole heap of shit. Um, it's quite a provocative interview, but it's you know, it is so true. Um, which, yeah, let's face it, the churches have got a lot to answer for in this whole day and age, in particular, spoken about earlier on in early podcasts about, you know, these heinous crimes and that, that they sweep under the carpet that they've been doing to these children for, yeah, anyhow. Don't want to go into too much negative, but anyhow, Google it. Um, Sinead O'Connor, I like the way she talks and um, the way she fairly forthright and outspoken in those particular areas. And it's quite um, quite funny, but it's uh, it's it earns your respect when you when you listen to what she's saying because it's it's I, I believe in it's true, totally true. Number um, two and three, like I said, I'm a massive cricket fan, um, and who wouldn't want Don Bradman? telling stories about Bodyline and how he bashed England all around the park. Little do people know that he, they they bashed, tried to, the, the whole leg theory and Douglas Jardine and stuff like that. That was the only way to get him out. But a lot of people don't realise he's still average. So I think it was 60-something in that series. Now, that's phenomenal. On, on wet decks, no covers, no professionalism, no helmets, no chest guards, no elbow guards. Um... Harold Larwood bowling 
if you ever get the um, chance again, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw a doco on, I hate to say it, well, it may have been the ABC because you know how I can't stand the ABC anymore, but it was on the ABC about Harold Larwood and they were doing a whole piece on how fast by the footage. And I'm pretty sure that they tested how from old footage they put it on the gun and, and I'm pretty sure he was around the 150 mark. That's how fast Harold Larwood was bowling. Um, now, you can imagine that's like modern-day Brett Lee, Mitchell Johnson, Mitchell Stark, you know, that, that sort of pace on, on wet, uncovered decks, um, like I said, with, with no helmet, no chest guard, no elbow guard, um, unprofessionalism, um, and the whole leg theory. So, fancy... Fancy facing that, and 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 beat him, and the fact that nobody will ever ever like the fact that he's almost twice as good as the next best batsman of all time is it with is is just that's a record that will never ever that that you can't he's in his own hemisphere as far as I'm concerned like there will no ever batsman ever come close cricketer he's the first man picked in. Um, any cricket team of any era across the world. And the, the other one is my, my favourite cricket of all time. Um, my sister's going to kill me, but it's not Adam Gilchrist. It's actually Mark War. Mark War got, got the chance to meet him. Basically because, yeah, and Steve as well, but Mark was my favourite just because he made it look too easy. Um, and he often got himself out. Um, made, made it look also simple but um yeah just made it look made it look too easy um when it, with those flick off the pads through the onside <sighs> go for four just come straight off the middle of the bat um cover drives you know late cuts yeah if you um another one get the chance google um mark war six against daniel Vittori at the whacker when he gets down the wicket and put him on the top of the roof um down the ground now. I've been watched Test cricket at the at the Wacker. It is a huge ground, and the fact that he put it on on to the top of that roof against a spin bowler, mind you, not with the the chunks of bats and that that they use these days, is is, is outstanding. They, I'm pretty sure he said in a. I heard him write in an interview or something like that, or read somewhere. It was a Shield game where he hit the clock tower too, at the SCG in a Shield game. Um, might have been, I don't know if it was a one-day game or as a actual Sheffield Shield game, but yeah. So that's another massive hit. But yeah, he was my favourite cricketer to watch. And he was a pretty handy bowler and outstanding in the field, a bit like myself. Only I couldn't play cricket. Which brings me to my number one. Like I said previously, I would invite this person out of just due respect and then. And um, how popular he is around the world. Um, he's still kicking. Um, been fortunate enough to see him about three or four times live, um, and it's just outstanding. And and he, without doubt, um, not only is he in, like a great storyteller. And, and extremely funny, but he's also like extremely intelligent as well. I'm pretty sure he's got like a like a Mensa IQ, 
like or, or really high IQ. Um, but yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a welder from Glasgow, and that's Billy Conley. Uh, like I said, I've seen him th three or four times. I mean, once up on the Gold Coast, and I think I've seen him twice here in Newcastle. And it's the only man that I've ever, like my guts has been sore the next day from laughing so hard. Um, and I was like physically in pain from, from laughing the next day. Like when I, you know, if I coughed or, or breathed funny, it would just, like it was that, that's how good um, a storyteller and, and, and funny he is. Um, I'm not gonna even gonna try and plagiarize some of the things he said, but like, like I said, he's, he's like an extremely intelligent. Um, I think mum's got a book over there at her place, which I think she's up to about page seven at the moment. She's had it for, how long have you had that for, mum? Six months, that book. Yeah. So when you finish with it in um, 10 years, I'd like to borrow it. Yeah, Billy Conley. And like I said before, previously about Hitler and those buckwit politicians that thinks it's a good idea to send their young men and women off to war to fight their so-called just causes. Um, Billy would absolutely tear them to shreds at the table. Um, and you've got Thor there as well. If they did play, I'd just whack them with Mjolnir. You don't know what Mjolnir is. It's the, it's the name of the hammer. Start watching Avengers and, and your superhero stuff. Marvel. Please. You need to get to know it. Speaking of which, I just watched this thing recently on YouTube and I got home. I thought, what a great idea. That would be something. This would be something I would do if I did win Lotto. I watched it on YouTube and there was all these people standing around. I know, I believe it's been doctored, but all these people standing at a bar drinking at a bar, right? And, and it looks like they've got a dirty big, big screen bar and it's like it was the people standing in the crowd and it's obviously superimposed or faked somehow or doctored. It's actually <clears throat> Avengers, Infinity War. And it's the scene where Thor comes down out of the sky in Wakanda when they're fighting the battle. Anyhow, this crowd gets pumped when Thor enters the scene and the lightning strikes and obviously Led Zeppelin starts playing all that sort of stuff. I can't sing, but you know what I'm talking about. That scene in Wakanda. Anyhow, what I'd do if I won Lotto, I'd buy a pub. Nobody does this. We sit around the pub on the big screen and watch The Origin. Why doesn't someone buy a bar like that and have a big fuck-off big screen behind the bar? Everybody can stand out in the bar, have a few drinks, and watch movies. Like good blockbuster movies like that. Like nerdy stuff. Or have a few beers and, and stuff and certainly enjoy yourself and your mates and stuff like that. Sit around the table, have a few beers and eat some snacks and, and actually watch the movie. But while you're doing that, you could also, you know, like you're watching Origin, stand around and have a bit of a chat, you know. No poker machines, no TAB, no none of that shit, just good big screen, few beers, your mates. So you limit a crowd, you know, maybe a, cap it at 100. Or now we're in COVID, we'll probably have to cap it at two. Um, but yeah, like you said, if you get what I'm talking about, like you yeah, so buy a bar, maybe I'll do that small bar, put a big big screen behind the bar. Obviously employed, I'd be 
inclined to employ very attractive people because I can't say what I want to say because I don't want to get incriminated. So I'm just going to say very attractive people. Obviously pay them well and um, have good food, like good bar snacks, few beers. No, not none of this fancy stuff, but just, you know, good, wholesome, maybe make it a 1980s thing. Well, you got VB, two is, oh, VB's a bit shit, but VB, two is new, two is old, all these old school retro beers, you know, Bunny and Coke, the drop bears, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so serve that stuff. None of that fancy, whatever they call it. What's that top shelf and being all that other stuff? Just keep it simple and just, you know, bar snacks, nachos, party pies, sausage rolls. Or you could, you may, you know, it's probably going to be fancy, go with the tapas thing and have a bit of tapas, you know what that is. I remember tapas when I, first time I had tapas overseas in Spain. It was nice, and then I found out what it was after I ate it. It was really nice. It was crunchy. It was, it tasted nice. It was a lot of flavour. There was beer there. There was beer. My girlfriend at the time we were there, and then they told us what what we'd eaten. And it was sea snake. Yeah, that was good. But no, look to say that t tapas was good. Um, only in Spain. If you if you Get a chance. Don't go to the main streets. Go down the back streets and drink with the locals if you can. If you can speak Spanish, I can barely speak it, but basics. Coffee. Yeah. We're going into a bar once and... Yeah. Una Coca-Cola con... Una whiskey con Coca-Cola. Por favor. One bourbon and coke, please. Fair, there you go. Uh, anyhow, that's potty number 15, can you believe that? And we've read it up nearly 30 minutes. So I'm talking about two topics and what's going on in the world. I'm going to send this out to my friends. Hopefully, these boys get something out of it. And girls, ladies, you know, get a bit of a laugh. If not, like I said, feel free to text me on. If you've come up with some suggestions of who you'd invite or what you'd do with the lotto, if you're going to text me and say I'd still go to work, don't text me. And um, like I said, my numbers, you've all got it, but um, for those who don't, it's 044 or 9. Anyhow, that's um, potty number 15. My name's Chad, Blue Collar Perspective. So we can get back to basics next week. Um, have a good evening. And I'll finish with something else. I'll see if I can find something else that's very much 1980s and something that we've been talking about. Um, mm, mm, mm. What can we do? What song would we like? Okay. Anyway, have a good evening.
like I said, I'll finish off with the performer. Right, what you got? I call it. I know this. This is an ad. So now you can pick horses to finish anywhere in the top four. No, no, I'm not promoting gambling. It's just an ad.